At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. ABBA? We could talk about ABBA. We could talk ABBA. Dancing Queen. Honestly, uh, Mamma Mia, to, that song. Yeah, pivot to Mamma Mia. All right, we should talk about it. Have you ever seen hard. Mamma Mia? I have. I saw the Amanda Seyfried ones. Okay, so not Mamma Mia? Or the like sequel? No, those are Mamma Mia. Mamma yeah, Mia but with I'm Amanda Seyfried. Is she in all of them? 2008, yeah. Oh, shout out, shout out on Tom P. Well, there's Mamma Mia, and then there's Mamma Mia. Mia. Here we go again. Here we go again. (laughs) I've never seen Mamma Mia or Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and I know this song. Like, when you, before you even said, you were like, there's Mamma Mia, and I thought of Mamma Mia, Here here We Go Again. I wonder how they came up with that title. But the, it's let's almost get into like some it's things. a sequel. Let's get into some shit that actually matters right, yeah. here. Oh, oh! Before we do, actually, yeah, I forgot. I told you I want to tell you about something that just happened to me. All right, okay, let's hear it. So here, here's the prepod. We okay. are going to. Uh, I don't know. People probably have heard us talk about, especially if you're like a lost tapes listener. Maybe talk about <laughs> some poop every now and then. But oh, Jesus. all right. So it's not about my personal one. However, okay. the boys get caffeinated for the podcast. That's what happens. So okay. sometimes you stop by a Whole Foods, grab a can of coffee, um, you know, artisanal cold brew from mm-hmm. from Southern California micro Exactly. Exactly where you want your coffee from. Of course. So yeah. drinking coffee. I get back. Uh, from a lovely day, very hot in Irvine. Uh, okay. Very nice out in Boston, too, when he had a great day. I so, did. Boys, boys are excited. Going to record. My wife ends up taking a shower. So, you know, one bed, one bath. Can't go in there, even though I just drank the coffee and things were about to start happening. Luckily, there is a bathroom out by our pool. Like, we have a, a communal pool area in our apartment. Okay. And... It is a one stall, one urinal bathroom. I go to the <laughs> stall. That's just, you know, but it has to happen. Things are happening. Yeah. Let's get in there. Someone had to make a decision, it seemed like, before I got in there. Can you? Do you want to guess the decision that was made? The, I guarantee there was no toilet paper. There was a full roll of toilet paper, and I'm happy. It's okay. because... When I walked in, I was shocked. It was something I've never seen before in my entire life. I believe someone had to make a decision to take off their briefs and put back on their bathing suit because they shit their pants. <laughs> so, how did, how did you come to this conclusion? I came to this conclusion because there was a pair of briefs hanging kind of in the water of the toilet and kind of out like just there is just literally a pair of briefs hanging on this on this toilet and keep in mind like so i lived at a place in dallas there were like a few apartment complexes out there in cities you know like the pools get crazy i think it was just it felt like a summer day so my assumption is someone had a few drinks, was hanging out with a group of friends, shit oh, themselves, and, and was not letting the, that ruin their day. Yeah, they, were when, not, they were like, I don't know what to do right now. So they just hug up like, I, I, look, we don't need to get into details about this. But I was in a predicament because I was yeah. like, 
I don't have the physical ability to walk to the other side of the pool where the bathroom is. So I just had, to, I didn't know what to do. So I just had to grab, I, I took some toilet paper off and just oh, grabbed no. these briefs with toilet paper and just shoved them off onto the ground. Oh God. No, no, and it's not anything <laughs> gross. Like it's not anything gross. There was nothing in there, but there was someone that had to make a decision. And yeah. I also had to make a decision. This was a day full of choices for you. It was, this is there was a choice that was made, and quite honestly, I think I made the right this one. This sounds like that jackass skit that we talked about last week. When Steve gets just, I forgot no, to when, mention by the way that when Steve gets blown lazy up just shits a, himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, maybe that's. I watched Jackass so recently. I was like, oh, yeah. obviously someone shit themselves. But yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, that's what I'm thinking too. I feel I, like somebody had definitely. To be. That's like, the only logical. And it was by a pool, so you're thinking maybe someone was wearing like boxer briefs under a yeah bathing suit. So look, if it happens, I would have done maybe. the same thing. See, I went to a logical standpoint. I was like, why? Yeah. I was serious. I was like, why are there briefs on this toilet? Yeah. And I was like, look, if I shit my pants and I had that on, I would I'd leave them there. They're, that's where they are now. That's and, where they live. And unfortunately, they forever. now they are next to the toilet as opposed to hanging on the toilet because things things were happening. Yeah, things <laughs> things escalated quickly there. Well, that's well, like talk the, for the folks. That's like the uh, like when you throw a rock into a pond. It's like that's the last time those will ever be touched by a human <laughs> for a very true. long time. Like that's just, the last. It was weird because everything seemed clean about them. It literally looked like someone took their like underwear. Maybe off they were and just, just leaving hung. them to dry, like just to like, maybe oh, they got back for these thrown in the pool. Well, you could get thrown in the pool, right? And you could get you could be like, oh, okay. Well, I don't want to wear wet underwear the rest. So of the I'm day. gonna hang. So these I'm gonna wear just my pool. shorts. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to leave them sunbathing outside when everybody's at the pool. What are you gonna put them on the chair next to you? Like, no, no, no just leave them in them to dry. <laughs> that that would be better than than on a toilet bowl, on a public bathroom. I mean, that's also true because that's kind of not the best like place to at. leave them. I like where I would your head's say. at. Yeah, I just gotta just, push back. <laughs> I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. There was think, any quite honestly, any evidence. I I respect for, this move. I think this was a very logical person. Yes. And right. they were just, they were willing, they they looked at the opportunity cost of leaving those, those boxes. I wonder if it was like the there. first time they were meeting someone too, and they are like, I cannot tell people I just shit myself. Yeah, no, they, well, yeah, they're like a respect, first time visiting this person's apartment, they're like, this is not the impression that I want to leave here. This that, would be, is not that would be a bad impression. <laughs> yeah, that, so that's, that's what happened to me, literally like, yeah. I, right before we started recording, I started dying <laughs> laughing. That's amazing. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you've so, had quite a day. It was a nice, yeah. It was a nice it was day. A nice both, day. Both had good days. Heat wave going yeah. through the U.S. makes it makes it love all fun. It. Gonna hate it for tomorrow when I'm watching the Super Bowl and have to walk over somewhere and then it's like negative ten degrees here. Is you oh, get those it's gonna be colder flash. tomorrow. Oh, it was nice today. It's gonna be not so nice again tomorrow. Uh, Oh it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be like the hottest. <laughs> apparently, one of the hottest Super Bowls ever, just because there's a heat wave going through the West yeah. Coast right now. Um, no, it's like it's Tough. unseasonably hot. It, it was crazy. It's like 25 well, degrees hotter than it's been. I do have a question for you, though. Yes, give me a question. Um, so I, as you know, I've been watching Seinfeld 
Oh, yeah. I and I want to ask you, because I've been constantly watching, what episode do you think I'm on now? So how many seasons of Seinfeld are there again? So there's nine. Okay. And, and last you were on week, I was on... Three? Three. Okay. Over two and a half days, you got three. I would expect there to be a little lull. I don't think that you could keep up that pace. That's but good math. I do think you're halfway through season seven. No, actually. Okay, I'm halfway through season six. <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's not that much better, I just dude. hit. I just hit episode 100. I just oh, hit it today. That's, that's, that's a sad thing to say. That's a lot of... <laughs> that's a lot of Seinfeld. I hit it. I was just watching. I was just watching earlier, and then it's like, 100 episodes. That's a lot. And I go, yeah, that fucking is a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a I lot. I calculated how much time that is. How much time is it? I don't want to say it. How much time is it? A day and a half. <laughs> a day and a half. That's like 10%. Literally 10% of your last, what, 10 days? Was just watching Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe twelve days or something. Yeah. No, I mean, look, it's been on. It's been on. It it sure has been oh, on. You know what was crazy today too? So the last episode that I watched today, okay, okay. it had, it was a Super Bowl episode. Okay, oh. it was the Super Bowl episode. And they were playing Risk, and they the joke in it was that they were playing Risk on the train, and Kramer's about to attack Ukraine, and he goes like, ah, Ukraine is weak, Ukraine's weak, you just attack him, and then the guy on the train's from Ukraine, he goes, Ukraine is not your chess piece, Ukraine is not weak, and then smack. I was like, dude, what is going on right now? Did you know that uh, Seinfeld actually predicted the future? No, but it was just weird. The circum of seeing I'm that saying right now, the Simpsons yeah, thing right now. That I actually, know that's that is pretty crazy. Yeah, hundredth well, episode. They were just thinking that most people who started twelve days ago wouldn't get to the <laughs> old Super Bowl Ukraine episode. <laughs> yeah. Do you think if I if I said that like in twelve days I've watched a hundred episodes? If anybody on that cast or anybody heard that, they'd probably be like, "You need professional help." Yeah, you need to go yeah. somewhere. Look. I, like I your bet. dreams are just gonna have in the <laughs> look I don't think that you would set a record I'm sure that they've heard stuff like that before there are mega fans but yeah. I will say you're in too high of a percentile that's too high I, I of a percentile agree. I'm gonna agree with that yeah I, I think that I think that you need to do some introspective thinking Actually, no. Mm -hmm. At this point, you got to push through. We we need to be done with Seinfeld by the time this episode releases. Look, by next week, I will be done. I will make that vow for sure. By next week, I know you will. I'm saying by Tuesday, six a.m. local or six a.m. Eastern time. You're listening to this. You're getting after it right when we drop it, folks. It I is. Actually, I probably will. I'm drinking yard. coffee right now. When he's, when he's done, he actually finished it tonight. He watched a season and a half. Um, <laughs> Two dude, that's, seasons that's in one night. Absolutely ridiculous. Just put it on three x speed. Just watch all. There, you can't oh, be cheating. God. You can't be cheating. Um, no, no. But yeah, we're no, doing this legit. Look, it's it is an absolute. You're you're putting on a show right now. This is a clinic. Yeah. This is an absolute clinic of content watching from the content king. And I'm still up to date. I finished Boba Fett. Yeah, I need to watch Boba Fett. Now that it's uh, it's over. Yeah, I need to watch Boba Fett. And actually, oh, something we can do today is talk about um, Murderville because we both watched that. That was a nice, easy watch. I want to watch the... 
after party on Apple Plus TV too. Um, yeah, that, that will be an awesome one to watch. But before we talk the longest yard, I need to tell you there is exciting news across from our friends at Manscaped. Just launched their fourth generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new Performance Package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code UNQUALIFIED. The performance have the performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, it was worth the wait. We got some a while ago. Obviously, you're getting the trimmer, and you're getting the the good stuff you're getting the ball deodorant the crop reviver toner the boxer briefs that you know what that guy who shit himself if he had manscaped boxer briefs maybe it would have went better i'm assuming that this didn't go too well i'm not sure exactly what happened but my guess is when you leave a pair of briefs behind in a toilet at an apartment complex in irvine it's not going so hot. So if he's wearing, if he had the confidence of the Manscaped boxer briefs, maybe he wouldn't have shit himself. That is the Manscaped promise. Not promise, but, you know, promise. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code unqualified at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code unqualified at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year. Treat them with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. By the way, I don't think I'm supposed to say the word promise at all in any reads, but I think we can all be on the same page that Manscaped is not promising that you won't shit yourself by wearing briefs. Um, All right, we got Winnie back now. We're going to get into some movie update before. Yeah. yeah let's, do you you want to go talk? Murderville first? Yeah, let's talk Murderville, go? actually. Let's, let's right, talk let's Murderville. Yes. So, obviously, by the way, folks, we just we wing it during this. We like to have a good time. We like to talk about all the content and give you a movie update because we love doing that. Uh, exactly. Murderville was an incredible performance. Because that whole thing, obviously, was scripted. It was done very well in terms of filming. But it was obviously just supposed to be fun for the guest stars. And there were some guest stars that I think were better than others. More fun for Will Arnett, honestly. Will Arnett seemed like he was was the one who was having a good time. Yeah. And then there were some people who were more reserved, you could say, or some people who were more like not as great at maintaining that level of you know they, they, well i there think was, they all went about it different ways honestly exactly i yeah. think ken jong had the best time with it by far ken jong was just or maybe so i think that ken jong had a great time with it but it was yeah. almost him having too much of a good time where he almost expected there to be another take where he could like keep a straight face or something like I that. I don't even during. know that. I almost thought he broke a little too much. I think he did break too much, but yeah. also I think that made it fun because I think mm-hmm. that they were just thinking of, like everyone was thinking about going at it differently. Like Ken Jong was like, "I'm going to go out th- at this to have fun because everyone yeah. knows what this show is going to be." But then I think that there were certain like actor or actresses in it that yeah. were kind of like I, I don't really know what how to do this like I could do it super straight and that might be really funny I think Ken Jong yeah. was just like this this might be really funny if the whole time I'm just having fun with Will Arnett 
I think Sharon Stone was surprised, but like she wins most surprising episode for how good she was. She, the whole time she was just that's a the thing. Like she is a true, true professional, and that's the thing everyone always says. Improv is just kind of the purest form of acting. So you have an yeah. absolute star actress in there that's just going. She's making she everything very funny without having any laughter on her own end. She's just like, I know this is funny, and I'm staying yeah. in these weird characters. The back and forth with her and Will Arnett was incredible just yeah. because neither of them would break. Like, she refused to break as much as he was trying to get her to break. Yeah, it is which so, was amazing. I feel like it's so easy for Arnett to break because even though, or for not to break because even though he's improving with them, he has the general yeah. skeleton. Like, he knows where it's supposed to go. So yeah. it's just pure improv on the guest star's end. Um, I told you I was so excited for Conan's episode because yep. I love Conan. Like, I, I just can't get enough of Conan and his improvising on his podcast and everything, but I haven't really seen him. I mean, it, it's obviously always up for debate how much is imp- improvised during a, a scripted show, even if it's yeah. a late night show. I know he has the chops, but it was just funny because he was kind of perfect for this. This oh, seemed he was like great. Way up his alley, but dude... That having him started out was fun, but Marshawn yeah. Lynch, oh, MVP, he should not have surprised anyone either. I mean, granted, no. you don't know who how someone's going to be just in terms of improv, but if you've watched sports at all in general, yeah. you should know that Marshawn Lynch is one of the funniest people out there, just naturally. Oh, yeah. They're the best to seeing clips of this, and now clips are resurfacing of him doing that Bear grill show, too. Where Bear Grylls oh, just yeah. takes him out into the wilderness and is like repelling him down stuff and everything like yeah. that. He's just like he's hunting a boar and he's he's got to do it with a knife. And Marshawn's like, "Give me, give me a rifle. I'll just take him out right now. No problem." <laughs> and just Dude. like he, his episode was incredible. He was down for he everything. Was so no good. What. It like honestly, very obviously, surprisingly good at improvising. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that just. It's just the way that they went into it and how they wanted to take it. Yeah. Because you could do a Sharon Stone if you're... I mean, Marshawn wasn't going to do a Sharon Stone. But like you yeah. could be like, okay, I'm just going to try to like keep this super straight face and go with it. Or you could be like, this is a fun concept and everyone's going to know it. Like Everyone watching it is just going to be like, oh, this is fun. Let's see how it is. I think yeah. Marshawn kind of just you know did the most with his expectations going in. Because, dude, I don't know. Like... When you're at Cal and you take one of the physical therapy uh, golf carts the or carts. whatever and are just yeah. bumping with it, just, just like you know that just you're right. destined to be one of the most entertaining personalities in sports. Yeah. Like he was gonna do fine. Oh, absolutely. You, uh, so I have three scenes, and I want you to either rank them or tell okay. me your top one for me. Okay. Okay. So it's the Marshawn mirror scene where yeah, he's just like mirroring yeah, yeah. the whole time. Conan. Just listing off his million names with Will Arnett in his ear and then yeah. going to that mom's thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kumail doing the walks. Kumail doing the walks was really funny. I thought that there was some really great stuff about Kumail. We haven't even talked about yeah. him yet. Um, out of out of all of that, I would actually probably say Marshawn's... Uh, yeah. That, that mirror one was super funny. Um, the, the one... Honestly, I think my favorite scene out of the whole thing and it might be recency bias because i didn't watch this all in one time like honestly the conan episode isn't too fresh in my mind right now but uh i thought ken jong's was the most fun and it probably was just because the uh 
it was the finale, so there was more happening with it. Yeah. They had more setups. Like, each one kind of had its own sketch feel. Like, the fact that, like, once they went and did the uh, Shark Tank spoof, I was like, oh, this, yeah. they're, like, kind of setting him up the most. It's, yeah. they knew no, it was, was going to awesome. be funny. And I, I thought that that was fantastic. And um, just, just, Ken Jong's episode to me was probably the best, and it wasn't even so. I think Marshawn Marshawn's performance was my favorite, but Ken yeah. Jong's episode I thought was the best. It was probably just because it was the finale, which is that's true. Fair, yeah. like that might be I, just a dumb comment, but no, I, I I think that's got some validity to it. I think like watching them all at once, I kind of saw the the ups and downs of each of them. Yeah. Um, and going through, it was just like, all right, this person did this well, where Conan was just on the fly and not breaking well, where Ken Jong yeah. made everything fun and just was breaking. But honestly, he was still running with the whole thing. Yeah, I got to see everything kind of differently. Yeah. But at the same time, I was watching, and at, at points, you forget you're actually trying to figure something out throughout. Oh, and there I got some into it in a few episodes, dude. Me a little bit. I know. And when I they know. came out with all the little details at the end, I was like. All right, this is pretty well thought out because it's not like it's right in your face either. Yeah, yeah, I dude, I seriously, there were certain episodes exactly. You're right. I certain episodes I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, yeah. this is funny. I'm watching an improv thing, and then it would come towards the end, and I was like, oh yeah, I was supposed to be paying attention to try to figure it out with them, and yeah. then the next episode, I'd get super into it. Um, there, yeah, there, there were a few, there were a few things like that that were really fun to kind of guess around with. And yeah. I guess that there, this was based on an English TV show that did yes. a similar concept. So, you know, I murder in successful murder in successful. Yeah, I think that it's I think people might be pessimistic and be like, oh, this is just a rip off. Like Netflix is just doing something that's been done before. But it's there. People are just now trying to put improv on these kind of more mainstream stages. Like I think middle ditch and Schwartz was huge to be put on there because you know, the thinking is that it should always live and die just in that one moment. And it's probably hard to get really funny improv on, on TV when people are used yeah. to either stand up or scripted series. Um, but I, I think it's kind of cool, even if even if it was based on the same concept, there was just so many things going on here, like getting a guest star to improvise that otherwise might not have been improvising, having it scripted, and keeping the murder mystery element to it was, I thought, just a ton of fun. It was. I mean, it, this is a great show. I think now, I don't know who I'd want to see on the next season. Yeah. I don't know if I want more people who haven't necessarily improvised but are good actors. Like, I don't know if I want to go more that route or if I want to see experienced improv people come in and just absolutely kill it with that, where you have people who are similar to Conan and, and everybody like right. that who kind of is in that realm. I feel like it's almost more fun in some cases when you have people who aren't as familiar. Like, I don't know, the one example I'm trying, I'm thinking of now that we've had Marshawn on this show is like if you had a Peyton Manning, how would Peyton Manning fare? He's known for being kind of funny, but how would he do if he's like trying to improv on yeah, Bill Yeah, that's how we would see and if then, he's actually funny or not because I think the yeah. jury's still kind of out on that. Like he can do great stuff in sketches. I think Peyton Manning genuinely is a funny person, but it would yeah. be interesting to see him kind of improving. 
Yeah. Um, I personally agree. I think that I enjoyed the Sharon Stone episode so much just because it was so damn impressive. Like, yeah. it's impressive seeing someone put on that performance and stay so straight-faced. Um, I do think that I would like to see more comedian-leaning people. Maybe even That's true. even like a true stand-up. I'd like to see if Arnett could get them to try out improvising. Because there's always this, like, oh, I'm, I'm just a stand-up kind of deal. I'm sure they could. I'm. You know who would be great that they could get on? Who's not really just a pure stand-up and obviously... Um, he's doing the the press tour right now. Oh, what's I'm blanking on his name. What? Why am I blanking on his name? I know, no, I'm blanking on his name. Um, press David tour? Cross. David Cross. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, David Cross is. Like, <laughs> David that, Cross he would, would be, be great. Incredible. I don't know if he's really improvised a bunch. Obviously, he does a ton of sketch. Oh, Arrested Development I mean, and everything. I'm yeah, sure but I'm saying doing. like I don't know if he was like a Second City guy or something. Off the top well, of my he, mind, he, I would say he probably was, but he had the. Uh, what was it, Bob and Dave show yeah. on HBO? Mr. Show the, and Mr. everything. Show, yeah. yeah, so he's he's great with sketch stuff, so I think that yeah. he would be great. So yeah, maybe it'd be fun to get some sketch guys. I mean, How do you think I Tom think Hanks would do? Oh, Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks would be great. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks would be great. I think it would be interesting to get, I'm saying like, uh, I don't know, Dave Attell or someone. Someone yeah. who's like a true stand-up who doesn't, I don't know how much acting Dave Attell has really done, but most, most, stand-ups are already acting on the side yeah. i think like getting bert and tom in there would be a ton of fun if they did like a double episode that would be awesome <laughs> that would um, be ridiculous yeah bert Kreischer, and tom segura um yeah i don't know i think that would be a ton of fun but i i love the series though i hope they make more episodes yes. at one time because i think season two hopefully it gets renewed for like 10 episodes something like that just a little good. bit more six is good as like a test series yeah but i think this is gonna be i think it's definitely i kind back. of i kind of like it yeah i think it probably would come back i kind of like it as its own little limited event though because i don't know how many people you will get that you'll enjoy that much i kind of i, I kind of feel the value in like a six episode type deal that's true I don't know. To me personally. I think it could be fun either way. And then see some... Look, there's got... In every series like this, there's got to be some duds. And there's going to be some duds. Yeah. But I think the duds would be funny too. Even the even the like more or less dud ones of this little six... There were, I don't think there were even any duds I don't think either. there were. Because uh, I was going to say, even those ones that weren't as good were still very funny. Yeah. Um, and Arnett's, you know, Arnett's our guy. The, He's still in for saving the show. He'll Dude, do what he has to. He'll he'll do it. Um, all right. So we'll move on to movie update here. Winnie, I think you uh, you said that you're not even going to have a movie update about it, but maybe we'll just talk about a little news oh story. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about that? Do you want to do it after? Yeah, we'll do, that, it after. I, we'll do it after. I sent it to you, and it, I think it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk I, about that after. So the creator of the character of Deadpool, like the, the yes. comic book character, Rob Liefeld, said he was disappointed for the ever-famous character in X-Men Origins. You know, when he came out with his mouth sewed shut. It was kind of a weird take on the character. And, you know, his quote on it, he actually said the same thing that's often said in Los Angeles apartments on Sunday mornings. I'm not even sure that was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Are you sure that was him? <laughs> it... it if you heard it from a Los Angeles one-bedroom apartment from the bedroom, yeah. you couldn't be sure. 
<laughs> I think we met him. No, you didn't. <laughs> you definitely didn't. But <laughs> someone someone else in LA who we want to talk about, Seth Rogen, said this weekend there's a lot of things being said about the Oscars, obviously. When are they coming up? Who knows? But (laughs) he said that, um, you know, similar to other professions, maybe people just don't really care anymore about the awards that are given out in a specific industry, just like people might not care about the plumber's awards and everything like that. And it's really interesting to see somebody of his stature be so in touch with how the public feels until you remember that he's selling $600 blocks with a car lighter in it. And then it brings brings you right back. He's like, I really like smoking weed. How do I make a ton of money for smoking weed? (laughs) Have you seen it? It's literally a block. He's like, you can't lose this one now. (laughs) I just heard, I think it was Pat McAfee talking about it, where he's like, it takes five minutes to heat up. Like, why would you buy? He goes, I got this thing. It's called a Bic. It's $3 for a five-pack. Going to need to go to a high school chemistry room to get one of those flints to try to light a like a Bunsen <laughs> yeah, like, burner. It's literally a block with a car lighter in it. He's like, all right, $600. Simu <laughs> Liu, uh, you know, the famous Shang-Chi actor, joined a very top-secret Barbie movie. The only thing we know is that now Simu Liu joins the cast with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. So the only other thing we know is a quote from the casting director saying that they're waiting for, quote, their token fatty. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, I can't wait to hear three of the best looking human beings on earth tackle body positivity. Yeah, for an hour and a half, we're going to get that great you thing. know that there's going to be some social stances on body positivity happening, oh, yeah. and I can't wait for the those three to be leading the charge for it. We're all just as valuable. <laughs> we're all worth the same. You're going to be like tough to look at. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be like... Oh, God. That's that's going to be a hell of a movie. They won't spin. say much about the movie. Uh, all no. I know is all I know for sure about this movie, because there are zero plot points, is that there yeah. is definitely going to be some social body positivity stuff happening. Oh, a million percent if we're getting Barbie movie. A movie that we do know a little bit more about because it just came out yesterday was the J-Lo movie that got released with Owen Wilson. It's called Marry Me. Yeah. And in it, I just read that J-Lo's dress weighed 95 pounds. What? Marry Me dress is 95 pounds. And the producer said that it's one pound for every called off engagement that she's had. So it's, it's a really good sentiment for everything. It's, it's just, a pound for every carrot of engagement ring she has A-Rod, away. A-Rod and Ben Affleck contributing heavily to this dress. <laughs> did, they get a, did they try to get engaged multiple times? I think so. I, I can see know. that being I, the case for sure. Just a love triangle. <laughs> here's, here's one for you. Uh, so something I actually didn't know, Tom Hardy was in a heated battle to get the role for Max and Mad Max Fury Road. So one of the people he was up against was Army Hammer and Tom Harmy. Or, so they, they were doing a, a, a read together through a scene and yeah. Tom Hardy apparently spat at Army Hammer during the audition. He like gnarled his teeth and spat at him and Hammer was 
told the director that Hardy needs to be Max more than he did. And honestly, I think that he just needed to head out pretty fast because it was the first time Sex Drive lost someone a role. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he needed to get out of there quick or something was going down. There's there's a lot of pent-up energy in that building after that. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds, speaking of him, started out movie news with him, or movie update with him. Yeah. So Hugh Jackman was doing this Broadway tour, and they have this fake feud going on, but they're good buddies. So as a joke, Ryan Reynolds left pictures of himself in Hugh Jackman's dressing room, and when I do it, I just get a restraining order. (laughs) Just... Poking in there. I had to do a nice little cordy one after the show. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I do it. But normally Who's I'm this naked Kevin in the picture, guy so. and why is he always in here? Where are his balls that shape? <laughs> is this no does he think this this is his doctor office? <laughs> you should really get that freckle checked out. Yeah. Just sends you a personalized note. So, Kevin. Are there any are there any news stories out of those that you want to talk about before we talk about the the theater reaction? Oh, the theater reaction's so good. So apparently, there is a movie that kind of went under the radar. Uh, you know, if there's a big release, we're normally going to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. But there is a Gal Gadot movie out called Death on the Nile. Yes, and. Apparently, there was a Twitter firestorm because... Was it a trailer that got released or was this movie footage that got leaked? So, it was in the trailer. What was... This Like this scene was in the trailer. And basically, it's Gal Gadot saying... And enough champagne to fill the Nile. And the delivery of that was just getting obliterated online. People were just dying at it. They were like, what is going on yeah. with this movie? Did something happen that they needed to... What Like, what is going on with this line? Look. So, I saw on Twitter that there were people who legitimately went to the theater just to see that line happen and started cheering like it was Avengers Endgame. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know how deep in the movie it was, too, because there are people that oh, are probably just be at the sitting through this movie. Yeah, that does seem like a beginning kind of quote. That would also be funny yeah. if there was just a mass exodus from the theater after she did that. Dude, it's oh, yeah. literally going to be like a The Room thing. Like, I wonder, oh, yeah. are we going woke on this? Did they put this in the movie and have it leak so people would actually show up to see it? Because people go still see The Room. They throw spoons at the screen. I wonder if we're going to have a cult following of Death on the Nile just to get some of these lines. Because I have to assume this is not an isolated incident of a Corey line. There's no way it can be. And then I see the best part is I see people defending the line on Twitter. And they're like, this line was motivated by internal trauma. We can see that she's scared. We can see that she's nervous. I'm like, why is it so deep? Look, what do you, you want to know why? Because they're a bunch of anti-football pussies. What, <laughs> what are you looking for here? Dude, I haven't seen the everyone, movie. I can tell you. I'm not that deep. Yeah, no, I'm always for people being uh, contrarian. I like to be contrarian yeah. sometimes myself, but sometimes you just have to look at a poorly delivered line or maybe a well-delivered line based on her direction and flame it. <laughs> 
because that's Absolutely. what we like to do. We like to have fun with it because obviously Gal Gadot is a stellar actress. She's fantastic. And there's it's nothing wrong with just kind of, you know, getting it wrong once. But it probably does <laughs> suck that everyone, like it's a huge Twitter event. Um, it's so funny. The video is so funny. Now, let me ask you, because you are now currently in the top 1% of Seinfeld oh. watchers. Yes. Is it possible she took a little hint from Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up? Obviously, this is not a joke oh, yeah. line. It's not a stand-up line. But Seinfeld says, you take a joke and you sit in the silence. You have oh. to be ballsy. No one wants to deliver the punchline. You don't want to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. You know Gal Gadot is saying, I need to say this damn river is being filled with champagne and we I'm going to sit in it. But do you know how the difference is? After that, in stand-up, you can rework it, you can do that, or you don't have to say it again. I want to know how many takes this one line I took. Wonder, I wonder and if what, she did like a half-second pause. They were like, it needs to be four times <laughs> longer. But w- how many takes were there that this is the one they chose? They to were like, honest, this is like, perfect. It's, it, I think it mainly comes down to just the pause. Like, the pause makes yeah. it seem no, like it's, it's going to be... Pause. Dude, this actually seems like it's a beekeeper line from one of us. Like, they're they're going through it. She has this. She has this speech, and then she hits this line that says, "We have enough champagne." And then she goes, "What am I going to say next?" And yeah. we say, "What if it'd be really funny if Jason Statham blows the cool guy line next?" <laughs> she blew the cool guy line. <laughs> she She's did. not a cool guy in the second line. She. No. It starts out, "We've got enough champagne," and everyone's like, "Sick! Oh, Let's see where, where this goes." How and much do like, we have, gal? Well, how much? Do- and then, actually, I take back exactly what I just said right there, because having enough champagne to fill an entire river, that's probably a good time for the folks on that boat. Uh, it's a pretty big river, too. It's a big river. It's a pretty big river. How many times do you think they say Nile in the movie? If she said the Nile in that line, yeah. I'm going to put the over-under at seven. Nobody's ever died on the Nile. Oh, yes. That's at least another line. Oh, so it's got to it, be. And it, this movie is like a murder mystery. Yes. Like, eh, okay. But I, I don't know. I feel Historically, like, quite a few deaths on the Nile. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> if, if we're talking rivers that have deaths, I would put the Nile up there with probably Top one two, of the Top two, not two. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely up there. I don't know, dude. With murder mysteries... I think they're very interesting, but I also yeah. feel like there's always a limited amount that you can have in a certain amount of time. And I think Knives Out was so great and well-received, you're just yeah. going to be benchmarked against Knives Out for a little bit. I know. That's that's the issue with this. I think that you got to give it a little time. It's It's almost like they found something that works. And that's like what we see when a certain genre works like in the early 2000s we were just texting about like the uh parody films how those worked in the early 2000s and we got about a million of those at a time we got a million will ferrell john c Riley comedies at a time when there's something that works you strike that match keep striking while the iron's hot i like it i do also think that maybe with this line there's a bit of campiness to the movie that people aren't just allowing it to have because even there's gotta be even knives out i mean if you isolate a line from knives out there's probably like a little bit weird of a line without context um so just going on the defense of this movie quick maybe it's supposed to be a little campy because this did seem like a line that could just be like that but yeah it also 
It also seemed like it could have just been a bad line. So I like that people are going out in troves applauding for it because we need to have fun with these, you know, kind of poor deliveries. We, we need to have fun with things like this. Uh, and we also I'm need to let them know it's the not theater. great. It's much better when it's in a theater, too. It's a, it's so much fun to enjoy it. It'd be a everybody. lot more sad if people are just filming their reactions on their couch alone. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, ha she it. messed it up. I ha- I need help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sad inside. <laughs> ha, 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 you suck. Oh, I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> what a bad line. I haven't had a good day in quite a while. <laughs> Jason Statham on the couch. <laughs> you messed that up. I need more friends. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid line. I wish I got that part. <laughs> they didn't call me for this film. <laughs> Probably a good thing, though. <laughs> they made me read for this one, and I didn't get it. Uh, I, <laughs> I delivered it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if Jason Statham delivered this line. He's um, just so honest about it. <laughs> I, the it dude worse. I actually also thought it was pretty interesting that uh, yeah. Tom Hart, Tom Hardy and Army Hammer were going up for it, too. I could see Army Hammer in this, too. Also, yeah. I think Jeremy Renner was in the mix, too. Which really? Could have seen them I, all kind of in like a, a gritty thing like this, but I think Tom Hardy as Max was fantastic. I don't know about Jeremy Renner. Actually, he did Wind River. Wind River's a really good movie, so I can see that. Did a few others, yeah. Yeah, um, he's been in a few things. I'm just saying, like, there's the Marvel Jeremy Renner, which is just like, eh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I get what you're that saying. That noise encapsulates him in <laughs> every Marvel yeah. movie. It's just, eh. like, that's him. I like, every, to, I like eh. to throw out, meh. Yeah. 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 No, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even have much off that. I just wanted to comment on that again. Yeah. I thought that was a, uh, I thought that, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, you know what? Could have seen it. And yeah. actually, now knowing what we know about him, yeah, I think you he should have got movie, the part. You know what movie Army Hammer's in, though? Death on the Nile. Is he really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, he's in that. Look, and obviously, I, I just kind of poked fun at him right there. Um, dude, let him let him have his things, I guess, as long as he's not hurting anyone. Uh, I think oh, that's I forget. Good... I was going to say, I quite honestly forget if he did. I thought I that there was some either. stuff coming out. Maybe you just need some help. So, hey, Army Hammer, well, if you're doing well, keep getting in those movies. You're a great actor. So, if, if you're a bad guy, you're a bad guy. We don't like bad guys. We're anti-bad guys in this podcast. Is he a bad guy? No, I'm just, I'm looking at this in the rating of Death on the Nile. It says PG-13, violence, some bloody images, dash sexual material. What, sexual material? No, just... Just sexual material. Just some some bloody images, sexual material, and then just seeing Army Hammer's picture right, up, right below it. Perfect for it. You're there gonna be is. a star, kid. Hey, uh, might, might cut that out. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think it makes sense. It does. Longest Should yard? we talk longest yard? Yeah. Yes. Longest yard was obviously a childhood movie for both Winnie and I. I mean. Some of these lines, I don't think it gets as good as, you know, I don't know. How how old were you when you probably watched this? Because I think I was probably around 13 probably like 11. or something. Yeah, yeah 11 12. to 13. Um, just some perfect, funny, goofy comedy. 
it wasn't like the the uh, spoofs that we talked about for a little, yeah. like the comebacks, which which did a lot of this. And I <laughs> told Woody I wanted to watch, but I couldn't get myself to spend the four dollars, so I just bought some clips on YouTube. Um, yeah, I think that's a very good financial decision on your part. <laughs> Dude, that movie I is not worth four dollars. I loved it, uh, but I also loved the longest yard. Um, do we want? I feel like I've been going first. Do you want to go first with the minute? Yeah, I can go I'll start first. you off now. Okay. I love how this movie was a remake, but kind of did everything on its own. I think that Sandler taking the reins of this movie and making it what it was with... It, it was a star-studded movie, but the cameos weren't unnecessary or over the top. They all fit in because it was a good like football movie. You had him going to jail. You had all of these people who kind of fit the mold a little bit for like big football player guys who were there, creates a team. I think it all worked out together. And then even having... Um, like people from the older one in it and having everybody come in and, and make this movie special for what it was. I think that like even the guards being WWE guys and everything like that, the football looked real people playing actual football, which can really make or break a movie in this case, especially. Yeah. And just, I mean, the plot is the plot. It's a strong thing, but they pulled it together pretty well. And it was a really funny movie on the rewatch. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this movie was great on the rewatch because it does hold up as an actual plot-driven movie. A lot of the times when you think of the our childhood movies with the goofy jokes, you go back yeah. and watch it and you're like, I, I can see why I don't really remember what this movie's even about. When I thought of this movie, I actually remembered like when Chris Rock died. I remembered when they went out and played in the, in the uh, flooded practice field. Yep. It has this kind of gritty undertone. It has this realistic undertone that kind of makes it buys its emotional parts throughout while also having just a stellar comedic cast around it. I mean, you have yeah. Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, even people like Joey Diaz. Uh, you have kind of these very funny people doing a more or less serious movie. Like there were a lot of... It wasn't... I guess what I'm trying to say is for an early 2000s movie, it wasn't bit driven. It was plot driven. And that's kind of what makes this movie hold up. Oh, absolutely. I think even like when you have somebody who is, I don't know how new to the scene. He was obviously in um, Everybody Loves Chris um, or Everybody Hates Chris was Terry Crews, where I think he had worked with Chris Rock in the past, was in this. He was great in this. Like so, Even the line, like, always got to protect your McNuggets. That's something oh, that I've, I've been saying for so long. Cheeseburger Eddie, though. This is entire great. movie. I love what? Cheeseburger Eddie. Did every single thing he said have to be about McDonald's? Like, I get his thing is he had yeah. McDonald's. But every single line <laughs> he had, like, he either, if he didn't say, like, a, a food product of McDonald's, yeah. he called something in the sentence a mix something. <laughs> oh, I'm... I think that's amazing. I think that just elevates the character. He even gives Joey Joey Diaz a, a double cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. Just puts it on his face mask. Oh, dude, Uncle I mean, Joey this, was, he was big uh, in this Joey movie. Joey Diaz was great. They're like, oh, where's the... Wait, what was it? He was he went to uh, Kansas State. And they're oh, like, oh, yeah. when did you play for K... Oh, down with Coach Blah Blah Blah. And he's like, Kansas State Prison. <laughs> they got the softest beds there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Where's the Kansas State guy? He's lying down on the ground. Like, yeah. So our first point, I guess, was that... Can I'll be all right. First point, I guess, that Joey Diaz was awesome. My, yes. my true first point I want to make about one specific cameo. Well, I guess kind of technically, too. Jim Rome was a, a sports personality back in the day that, quite honestly, I didn't think was still in the game. And then I just saw him at the end of the uh, NFC Championship. He was, uh, I mean, he's an LA guy through and through. He had uh, yeah. a show called Rome is Burning, was was pretty big in our childhood. He always had the kind of funny thing going on. He was very entertaining. He was kind of a perfect guy just to throw in in this kind of movie. I also think this was probably when he was at his highest, but mm-hmm. an absolute legend, a timeless legend, Boomer on the call made oh this movie God. so much better. Like the value of the game at the end was brought up so much. Yeah. I mean, right away or pretty much right away, we get one of his classics. We got a fumble and then yeah. he, he get even gives uh, Paul crew a nickname, got Paul Motley crew. And then I swear that they put in, they were just like, how do we get some whoops out of Boomer? We make yeah. a fumble ruski the last play of the first half, and we just get a bunch of whoops. It was amazing. I mean, just to hear that, especially after like last week hearing the interview with him and everything like oh, that. Oh, part just, of my take. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hearing the the whoops in this movie, it was a classic. Just like, there he is. Oh, my gosh. It oh. made it feel like a much more real game just hearing him commentate. And that guy who he's oh, in the booth. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. It's I, nice uh, to see you smile. <laughs> Thanks, one of uh, one of my favorite boomerisms was said to literally something that I even I say so much that my wife says sometimes now the rumbling, bumbling, and stumbling. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that and I was like, yes! Like I love football and I love this movie because they actually have like Stanley yeah. is the sports knowledge. He does sports oh, yeah. movies a lot. I, we needed some true football knowledge, and these uh, these cameos made it feel really real. Oh yeah, and I when they were talking about like when he was getting faked robbed by Babyface at the end, I thought he was like, "Give me your wallet." I thought he was gonna pull out the big wallet. The I big, thought that was gonna be one of the, the gags too. Seriously they though, what a like little nod to people who are really in the know about Boomer's. Yeah. Like if you know about Boomer's wallet, he said, "Give me your wallet." You were like, "Are we gonna see it? Are we seeing yeah, the wallet?" I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, is it is it coming out?" Like, That's that like for the true thing. sports fans. Yeah, no, that was amazing. I, I saw that and I was just like, oh, is that a nod? Maybe. Oh, I but had to my, be, yeah. My second point is, aside from, you know, the football game we just mentioned, the football game obviously was, looked very real and we have a couple things about that in the end where, you know, it kind of was real. Like they genuinely played a few things. But the 1v1 basketball game of Michael Irvin oh. versus Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like, fouls, whatever. I mean, maybe those were obviously fake. They weren't really killing each other. But it looked like they were legitimately playing one-on-one and just having a good time. Like, for some of it, they had to just be playing one-on-one to a certain extent. If they didn't while they were filming that, I guarantee you they were all playing basketball a ton on set. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Adam Sandler always does that. But, yeah, it's kind of cool because they have those legitimately stellar athletes. Like, Michael Irvin's one of the best wide receivers of all time. And also, by the way, uh, another podcast that's fantastic, Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh. Speaking of Akash Singh, he has a stand-up special out on YouTube now. It's only 20 minutes. Go check it out. He's very funny. Um, Flagrant 2, they had Michael Irvin on. I did not know how funny this dude was. Like, he is yeah. a personality. So when I saw him in this movie, I was like, oh, this adds up, actually. I, I I was probably a little too young 
and he was a little too before our time to realize like when I was watching uh, The Longest Yard, like, hey, that's Michael Irvin. But this at this stage of my life, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like in this movie, you're watching Michael Irvin play football again, and it's just like, oh my God, one of the best. And then you see like Bosworth playing, (laughs) just like they got some NFL guys. Great Collie. Really recognizable names just coming in and, and having a blast playing football. It's great to see, especially seeing like, Michael Irvin like chewing up the ref for the holding call at the, at the yeah. end. He's like, he's holding me. It's like, dude, anybody who's a stand-in actor playing against you, he's probably actually holding for dear life. That's yeah. not even part of the script. Seriously, it's just like, help me, please. Come on, dude. Yeah, I uh, I want my second point to be entirely around one play. I think this should just last okay. ten seconds of the podcast. I want to ask you a question. Uh huh. So there's a there's a play. Uh, it's when Sandler comes back in the game and uh, after saying that after the the warden told him he was going to um, pin him for murder so he's throwing the game he comes back in and obviously everyone's mad at him so the offensive line just gives up doesn't block for three plays it was a fourth and 20 and he says you know what I got this and then just picks up a fourth and 20 on his feet with zero blocking yeah. Uh, what about his game told us that he would be able to ever pick that up? <laughs> Look, Joe Burrow has been sneaking out of the pocket with no protection. We've basically been watching that this season and th- in these playoffs. <laughs> Joe Burrow's that actually is, that's like a little interlude for Joe Burrow tomorrow because that line is, oh, by the way, we're recording this Saturday. Congratulations yeah. to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. Congrats, Bengals. You guys deserved it. Sorry about Are we, are we doing Look, it? 30 to 27 bangles. Are we doing that? Yes, I already put a bet on it. All right, cool. Then I've been the Rams. So, All right, you dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I literally wanted to put that. I, I love, like, it does not need to be realistic at all, but that was one of the things that I was watching. It was just like, there's no way that Paul Crew could have picked up a fourth and 20. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> a 1v11 fourth and also, 20. Also, like, let's be honest, okay? Let's be honest about this. You look at Adam Sandler's character in the movie. And they're all like, it's "Oh, it's the most valuable. It's the most valuable player in the league." I'm like, "What Was league?" He? <laughs> He's a pocket <laughs> like, passer, is what he is. That's the thing. I assume so. Uh, dude, this this movie was so good. Um, yeah. And also, it just reminded me how great football movies are. Like seeing oh, seeing yeah. football in a movie, it, it, especially a funny movie, just doesn't get much better than that. Um, yeah. We also have Home Team, another. Uh, Happy Madison football movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm halfway through it. It's it's one of those you know cute kids movies. It's yeah, I it's I don't know if that's on my list yet. I got to finish it it, the be. other 100 episodes of Seinfeld <laughs> first. The fact that it's just it literally starts out by the way. It's, yeah, it's like literally directly saying, "Hey, Bounty Gate happened, and this movie is going yeah. to be about Sean Payton with his." with his kid after he's suspended for paying players to injure other people. <laughs> yeah. This movie, it's basically starting like, Hey, remember that Sean Payton's not that great a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I got to this one part, his son's just like, so why'd you do it, dad? And he just doesn't have like, what are you supposed to say? Yeah. Like, I, because I want other players to get injured. But I, this, yeah. this was a weird rant, but I started watching that movie and I just wanted oh. to talk about football. One thing that we did get in this movie too, just like any other Happy Madison movie, is a Rob Schneider five second cameo. You can where do we it. Get, 
group hug in the showers tonight. Absolutely classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that is another note that I took. Um yeah, I mean this this really just had all the classic elements to a Happy Madison movie. Um, yeah, and it was obviously a remake. Quite honest, I haven't seen the first one. This is my longest either, yard. Burt Reynolds, but it. this is the longest yard. Shut up, Burt I feel Reynolds. like a majority of people referencing, unless you were born like, right the fifties. Right. This, this is, is your the longest yard. longest yard. This is it, um, and he's in it as always with these movies. We have some interesting facts, you know, always behind the scenes stuff with these mid. I feel like these mid two thousands movies always are the the most interesting to us, at least. Oh yeah, they've always got some great stuff because it, it, like you saw it happen in real time. The cast was there, like you were growing up seeing all this stuff and now learning more about it because you had no idea as a kid. Yeah, it's really cool to see what went into it. Yeah, so we just mentioned Burt Reynolds and he was half. He was supposed to have a stunt double, like he was an older guy at this point, and also he's just an actor. You're not supposed to get clobbered on a, a goal line run. Um, but he actually uh, got hit by Brian Brosworth when he was going for the touchdown at the end. Um, <laughs> and Bosworth himself said he was honored by the situation. He said, who else can say they got run over by Burt Reynolds? Um, he went through the, he went through it in one take, got no injuries, but apparently he did have to be helped off the field. That's not great. That's, I mean, no, that's perfect that's awesome, execution. Dude. That is perfect execution. It's just like, yeah, you're going to be sore after dude, that. When the, I'm, but when the boys are shooting a football movie, you're like, dude, I yeah. got this. And you don't have to get helped off the field. Like, it's, dude, that's, that's amazing. He just goes, well, one take, no injuries, yeah. but you, you got to help me off here. Just help me off. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better ending than that. Yeah. Like, just. And now Brian Bosworth has a story. He's like, yeah, I, level, I got leveled by Burt Reynolds in this movie. You can watch it all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. And look, when you have that mustache, you yeah. cannot allow a stunt double to take that touchdown. That's your no. touchdown. No, that's you. And you did this. And <laughs> one other thing that was real that we saw is Chris Berman in the movie Boomer. So Boomer is known for all of his kind of nicknames and everything. So while they were on set, this, the cast asked Boomer if they could come up with some nicknames for the movie stars. And oh, yeah. Berman came up with a few for like the main cast. And it was Adam Love, <laughs> Love Letters in the Sandler, Chris Like a Rock, and Woe Nelly. Give me, was, give me how you think Boomer actually said Woe Nelly, though. I want to hear your best. I want to hear your best take on it. I don't know. Uh, give it Whoa, to me. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that. yeah. I feel like that was kind of accurate. But when Burt Reynolds asked, like when they asked him to do one about Burt Reynolds, Chris Berman said, no, he's not going to do it because he can't, he can't do one for Burt Reynolds. He's Burt Reynolds. He's Burt Reynolds. So you can't, even, you can't even make a nickname for Burt Reynolds because he's Burt Reynolds. Picked up that goal line run. Exactly. Which, by the way, that whole play, speaking of the comebacks, the fact that they rip it off in the, the comebacks proves that it, it's a little corny. <laughs> like, David <laughs> Keckner going in, like, why are you wearing a, a uniform in this movie? They play it off as it's just like one part of the movie. Then you watch yeah. it in a spoof movie, and you're like, wow, that is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is a, li- it's <laughs> it's, a little odd. It's really yeah. dumb. <laughs> Could literally die. Yeah. Uh, so this movie was actually filmed in a closed down part of the New Mexico State Penitentiary called Old Main. It was part of the prison where one 
one of the worst prison riots in U.S. history occurred in February 2nd, 1980, uh, and the state offered the building uh, for rent for film purposes. So whenever you need that, like, just middle of nowhere Texas vibe, you yeah. go you go to this prison, apparently. And it looked way too real to be a set, too, which made it better because it was like a legitimate prison. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes ba- sense. bad things happen in that prison, by the way. Guards are not good guys. We, we don't like the guards. No, no. But the cast was amazing in this movie, and we didn't go through everybody, but we're going to because yeah, there's some notable about him, people. But we'll, we'll go. Yeah, so the cast includes WWE superstars, the great Khali, yeah. which is Dillard Remember him, Singh. by the way? Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Nash, and Bill Goldberg, and then some professional athletes football players, Michael Irvin, Terry Crews, Bill Romanowski, and Brian Bosworth, plus Nelly, Joey Diaz, and Tracy Morgan, amongst the others who were in the cast that and we talked about. And obviously you have Adam Sandler and Rock. Like, yeah, we actually didn't I mean, talk too much about Chris Rock, but fantastic. Caretaker. Caretaker. Yeah. Amazing. Um, another thing that I didn't even realize is that Five of the six members of D12, Eminem's rap group, were in it, and they were playing the convicts at basketball. Just playing basketball, which is awesome. And on set, Michael Irvin was playing a joke on Bill Romanowski, and in the locker room, Michael Irvin, which is pretty messed up, replaced a fake collapsible locker door that Bill was supposed to ram his head into with a real solid locker door. (laughs) Which is like the video you could see it. They said on the DVD outtakes, which I'm sure is somewhere online by this oh, point. Yeah. But dude, I, like, this is the most mid 2000s football story ever. It's just like yeah. you know the guys hanging out. Yeah, you know, a little practical joke. Here's a concussion. That's that's hey. what we did back in the day. <laughs> Bill, remember when? Remember when I gave you a concussion? Was it that <laughs> funny? <laughs> just slammed your head into a real locker. Like, oh yeah, man, that was awesome. John Gruden sending emails talking about how you just can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this next one is basically because I noticed it. Like, well, I, when I've seen the movie on TV, like I'll just toss it on cable or something when I'm home. Yeah, and I see the scene, and it's like. I think I broke his freaking neck. And then I'm watching this, the one now, and it's like, I think he shit himself. And I was like, wait, wait a second. That's completely different. So So they have two different versions. One for Cable, where it's like, I think I broke his freaking neck. And it's like, oh, I did break his neck. And then another one that's uncensored, which is, I think you just shit himself. I didn't think about that. I thought when I heard that, I didn't even bat an eye. I thought it was the shit himself line. I used to think that it was just like when they played it on TV, obviously, that they uh, bleeped out the F word and they changed it. It's a completely different version. Interesting. Oh, wow. I guess you can't joke. (laughs) You can't joke about concussions, guys, anymore. You can't joke about breaking people's necks. This society no, we live in is crazy. It's so it much is funnier to say he shit himself. Just like it that is, guy from the beginning of our podcast episode. They, You can't say that on TV, I guess. They said it was like too much oh, for TV. okay. So they had to change it to, I think I broke his freaking neck. I wonder if I wonder if he was the guy that was in my uh, the bathroom before me. Probably. That made that yeah. decision. No. They, <laughs> then, then he slipped on the pool floor and broke his neck. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, we actually have Uncharted coming out next week. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're, you know, a big fan of that video game, you might not like it too much, but we don't really care about it. So 
we're just looking forward to getting what apparently the director's calling a national treasure like globe trotting adventure movie um, we'll see and tom holland and mark Wahlberg. what could go wrong yeah, exactly <laughs> so, nothing possibly hope you enjoyed the super bowl we're gonna enjoy it tomorrow uh yep. as when he said go cincinnati Bengals." i will be betting the rams all right and we'll see how that pans out for you until next week i'm kevin i'm winnie we'll see you at the next episode go Bengals. oh god